नमस्ते एवरीवन इन द कोटेड वर्ड्स ऑफ श्री अटल बिहारी वाजपेयी जी विद बैनर ऑफ नेशनलिज्म इन आर हार्ट टू बिल्ड अ माइटी इंडिया लेटेस्ट मार्च फॉरवर्ड ऑन द पाथ ऑफ ट्यूटी दिस इज नो टाइम टू रेस्ट दिस इज नो ओकेजन ऑफ फ्लैटरिंग लेटेस्ट गो ऑनवर्ड एंड ऑनवर्ड टिल वी रीच द गोल गुड इवनिंग एंड वेलकम एवरी वन टू दोर्थ सेशन ऑफ गुड गवर्नेंस वीक ऑर्गेनाइज बाय थिंक I am Shashank Singh in charge of Think India Delhi and it's my pleasure to moderate today's session. Good governance depends on ability to take responsibility by both the administration and the people. Former Prime Minister Crystal Art Governor and spirit of upholding the essence of democracy to comm commemorate his birth anniversary. Think India West Zone is coordinating the Good Governance Week from 21st to 27th of December. The topic for today's session is developing leaders for tomorrow. And who better to give insight on this topic than the chief guest of today's session, Sri Jyotiraditya Sindhya, representing the state of Madhya Pradesh. Sir is a member of Parliament in Rajya Sabha. Sir also served as a MP from Guna constituency for four consecutive terms. and during one of his terms he served as minister of state for part we are pleased to have him here now without wasting any time i would like to invite our chief guest sri jyotiraditya to address the gate over to you thank you shashank uh, first of all uh, welcome everyone and uh, thank you for having me namaskar sabhi hamare um uh, logon ko दक्षिण भारत में कहते हैं मनक्कम इट्स अ प्लेजर टू बी पार्ट ऑफ दिस इनिशिएटिव ऑफ थिंक इंडिया एंड आई वांट टू थैंक शशांक एंड प्रदुम एंड ऑल द को फॉर हैविंग मी हियर आई लुक फॉरवर्ड टू एनी अपॉर्चुनिटी वेर बाय आई कैन इंटरेक्ट विथ द यूथ though i still feel very young i am on that cusp where you're probably uh, uh consider yourself a youth but from an age perspective you're probably no longer a youth but that being said i'm not going to give out my age to all of you um uh, nevertheless so it's a pleasure to be here with all of you and uh, it's a little uh, strange uh uh in this virtual environment which i think all of us have gotten used to now over the last 10 months um and uh, the world has changed life has changed uh and when the world changes uh, life changes it uh, throws up challenges to which new leadership has to rise to to be able to confront those challenges uh and as an uh, a leader once said and i quote that uh, too much change in too short period of uh, of time unquote uh, and i think that's the perfect description for uh, this year 2020 uh where uh it's been induced by a single strand of rna wrapped up in a layer of protein and fat that one single strand of rna wrapped up in protein and, and fat has disrupted the world that as we once knew it and uh the world will forever be remain changed going forward but i think along with that disruption uh that every challenge throws up also 
comes along myriad opportunities. Uh, and it's the capability of leadership to rise to those opportunities and capture those opportunities uh, that today uh, uh, lie, lie before us. And I think that is really the true test of leadership. Um, so when we talk about building leaders for tomorrow, I think there are two criteria that we need to look at. The first, and I firmly believe this, that uh, not only India, uh, but the world needs many more youth leaders. Uh, and I say that because I think it's important that youth leaders uh, not only just work on the ground, but I think youth leaders must play a very active role in uh, politics and also policy and decision making. And I think this pandemic has really opened up a tremendous amount of opportunities in that light. And uh, the fault lines in our long-standing systems of governance, of decision-making, uh, are now wide open for us to actually look at, rebuild, and look at new paradigm shifts in the way we conduct ourselves. Uh, also, what this, uh, uh, this uh, pandemic has shown is the ability uh, of the world to be able to quickly adapt to challenging situations. And so there are uh, many, not a single, but multiple silver linings in, in that uh, dark cloud where you have seen over the last 10 months, uh, world, the world, many countries, economies, uh, really rising to the challenge with regard to health infrastructure, with regard to uh, our Corona warriors, with regard to even the promulgation and the innovation and the inception of many world-class new vaccines. And I think this inflection point or paradigm shift has come about every 50 to 100 years in the world. And that paradigm shift and inflection point has really taken the world onto another uh, uh, new uh, production or a new uh, technology curve which has changed the way the world uh, uh, has ever been. And I think that's what we are faced with today. So in that light, I think every single youth, not only as a, a party worker, uh, can you engage in critical departments such as uh, uh, analysis, research wings, but in any field of life that you choose to uh, involve yourself in. Uh, another option could be looking at mobilizing through local interventions, broad basing of leadership in many ways that affect lives and communities. Uh, and there are many examples of that, not only in the political world, but I want to move away from the political world and also talk about communities. Uh, in the last 50 to 60 years in India, you've seen many movements that have come alive whether it has been the Amul movement, the cooperative movement that has brought together under one roof almost close to uh, 20 to 30 million farmers uh, and uh, really made them evolve and progress uh, uh, down the chain. Or whether you look at other examples uh, such as Lijjat Papad, uh, the Dabbawalas of, uh, of Bombay, Amchi Mumbai, uh, and the value proposition that they've talked about. So I think when a group of collaborative people get together, uh, look at a new value system 
in terms of a, a, a comparative spirit along with the spirit of collaboration it truly re results in a new uh, value proposition for the public away from just your politics another example in this uh, corona environment that we've seen is really the slum leaders of india where across multiple states be it rajasthan uh, maharashtra madhya pradesh you have seen communities coming together in slums and making sure that multitudes of people uh, are getting ration and food throughout this tremendously difficult time and i bow my head to these communities that have uh, been able to come together and serve the masses and it's important for us as a country to really vitalize these communities and these leadership and bring them to the fore as we get along in the words of uh, Uh, John F. Kennedy, in his uh, oft-repeated speech, I think it's important for us as youth to uh, remember uh, what he said, and I quote: "Think what, not what uh, your country can do for you, but think what you can do for your country." Unquote. And that's the kind of spirit that will motivate us, motivate us going forward in the spirit of nation building that Shah talked about, which was very much the core. of atal bihari vajpayee ji's life uh, where was a, a a certain uh, a pillared uh, uh, existence to the core cultural tradition of india and on that building a vision for a new india but i will talk about that at uh, a greater length uh, a little later the other aspect that we need to think about as uh, we go about building leaders for tomorrow is for our ability to think out of the box and uh, here i don't want to refer to the oft cliche term of really thinking out of the box but in for a nation to be able to think outside its boundaries uh, outside its national boundaries and in this pandemic you've seen that many countries have been faced with internal challenges and here the leadership of prime minister narendra modi when Uh, in the early days of the pandemic he convened a meeting of the sark countries uh, which uh, really uh, stands apart as a wonderful example of collaborative effort uh, to be able to confront a challenge a common challenge that confronts all of us and so therefore uh, there are multiple challenges that will come up in the next decade what used to happen in the 1800s and 1900s over a century now happens in the world across a decade or even less the next decade i believe portends uh, uh, new challenges for the world and civilization and new challenges for india whether it be the challenge of climate change whether it be the challenge of uh, cyber security space security uh, the burgeoning digital divide which we are trying to bridge across the world uh repairing and restoring global supply chains uh, after the havoc that's been wreaked by this pandemic or even calibrating the impact of technology uh from uh, digital code wars to the the issue of artificial intelligence uh and its positivity as well as things that we need to watch out for and i think every world leader and every local leader will have to navigate through this uncharted territory uh to be able to posit new solutions uh and i think that these new solutions also uh will demand that we uh don't work in a silo of a comparative network but really 
along with a competitive network, a collaborative network. Which leads me on to uh, uh, the final part of uh, uh, characteristics that I'd like to talk about today, which uh, really should be imbued in the leaders of tomorrow. Uh, let's not forget uh, that India is a country that is very, very uh, anchored in her culture, in her traditions. And these are culture, these are, these are uh, positivities that we need to maintain, not only for your generation coming forward, but for the generations to come. This is the soul of our civilization. This is the lifeblood of our existence. Uh, technology, modernity is the skeletal structure. But Atma ke bina shareer khokli hoti hai. To us Atma ki hifazat karna, usse samay samay par nahi urja dena, aur ek peedi se dousri peedi tak, us Atma ki ke siddhant aur mooliyon ko ek beech ki tarah bona, ये आपका और हमारा दायित्व बनता है। And keeping that in mind, I, I have five attributes in mind uh, uh, with regard to the tenets of leadership. So let me start with the first. The first, I believe that every leader necessarily must have a vision. A vision that is uh, transcends the norm, uh, transcends the way systems are working to, today. Uh, a goal, a sense of direction that one must work towards. And if you look at uh, the father of our nation, Mahatma Gandhi, and his tenet, uh, tenet of uh, nonviolence, uh, which was uh, something uh, astounding in those periods of time to be able to create a uh, revolution through the evolution of nonviolence. Uh, and I still uh, very fondly follow his words when he said that we must become the change we want to see in the world. So he had a vision, a vision for an emancipated India, a vision for a free India, a vision for an India where every single citizen has the ability to chart his or her destiny. Similarly, in the West, uh, in the generation to follow, someone who followed our Mahatma's footsteps, Martin Luther King, and his famous uh, speech, I have a dream. So here were visionaries. On the business side, if you look at uh, even someone like Jamshedji Tata, who in the 1700s and the 1800s went into uncharted territory, where the, the US of A was the manufacturing giant of the world where Europe lay in the cradle of manufacturing. Uh, a visionary like Jamshedji Tata said, I will plant uh, my staff in what is today known as Jharkhand, part of Jharkhand, Jamshedpur, and I will build a steel plant in India, in this barren land. And if you see a photograph of that hillock, which is now the city of Jamshedpur in those days, was in the middle of nowhere. And he said, I will build the largest integrated steel plant in the world on this barren rock. So here you have visionaries. And going back to what Shashank said, another visionary in our uh, uh, pantheon, uh, closer to our heart in India, is uh, former Prime Minister Atul Bihari Vajpayee, uh, whose Jenti we celebrate tomorrow. 
uh, now I, I must, uh, in all honesty, uh, disclose that he has a, a more than a special place in my heart uh, for two reasons. One, uh, he comes from the city of Gwalior, which is my hometown. And two, uh, he is a, a person with whom uh, uh, there has been a three generational relationship of the Sindhya family. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's uh, I'm talking about someone who means uh, more than family to me personally, uh, and he was a person who was again strongly very rooted in Indian culture and tradition. Talked about the uh, the unity uh, in diversity of India, talked about the rights of every single citizen, uh, voiced his concern with regard to gender neutrality, gender respect. Uh, voiced his concern with regard to each and every single citizen in this country, whether backward, forward, uh, tribal, uh, uh, Dalit, every single citizen having the power and the right to determine their own lives. And he was a person who was very strongly moored and anchored in India's civilizational culture. And along with that, foundation, as I talked about, of a mooring of India's civilizational culture, had a very straightforward vision of where he would like to take India going forward. So a person who has lived through the uh, mid-1900s, powering India into the 2000s, that was the towering figure of Atal Bihari Vajpayee. Many of us are not aware, but the fact that he brought about the revolution uh, in uh, the construction of roads across the across the country, uh, the north-south quadrilateral, uh, making sure you have a highway running across all four uh, corners of the country, the telecom revolution that was brought about by him, uh, and in addition to that, uh, the disinvestment and the privatization program, so that uh, the uh, the assets of government were able to perform as productively as possible in a competitive environment collaborated by government. So that for you was the giant of Atal Bihari Vajpayee. So I've given you four examples of visionaries. So the first quality is the ability to have a vision. The second along with that is to have commitment, dedication and courage. Always remember, nothing in life comes easy. It's always very easy to follow the, uh, the quick path, but very difficult to stand up for your values and principles and morals and go down that bed of thorns towards your ultimate goal. And there are many examples for you in this area as well. If you go back in history and look at the third battle of Panipat, where the Marathas fought against the alien in invader, Ahmed Shah Abdali. Um, and the Marathas in the third battle of Panipat fought an army that was almost 15 times its size, but had the courage to stand up uh, to the foreign invader, uh, Har Har Mahadev. And uh, in fact, three of my ancestors were uh, attained Virgati in that battle. Uh, take the example of uh, Nelson Mandela, uh, when he said that, uh, and I quote, he said, some people see the way things are and ask the question why. I dream of what has never been and ask the question, 
Why not? Unquote. That is testament to the ability of a person to be able to have courage to think differently, act differently, and pursue towards that goal. The third element, which also is very important, is optimism. When you have a team or an army, you lead them with an optimistic flair. And I think it's important when you see a glass half full, many of us uh, decry the fact that the glass is half uh, empty, but it depends how you frame it. The glass is also half full. And I think that spirit of optimism really leads people onwards. And I think uh, two great examples of that, and I'd like to refer to Nelson Mandela again. Uh, many of us are not aware, but he was incarcerated in prison in South Africa for over 20 years, 25 years. And he led the anti-apartheid movement from a 8 by 12 prison cell for 24 years. And he says that from my dark prison cell, I used to look at the small window uh, that I had in my prison cell through which the rays of the sun would come in. And that would give me the resolve and commitment and optimism for a new tomorrow. And a similar example of that is in the doom and gloom that prevailed uh, in our country in the early days of the pandemic. Uh, our Prime Minister Narendra Modi, like the New Zealand uh, Prime Minister, uh, Jacinda Ardern, uh, really took it upon themselves and removed, dispelled the noise and panic around that uncertainty and carved a very clear path forward for their respective countries. If we had not had the lockdown when we did, you would have had multiple, multiple uh, figures of the numbers that actually were uh, constrained by the pandemic. The fourth uh, fundamental for me has always been a team. Always remember that uh, the, you're only as strong as the weakest link in your team. Victory comes to those who work in a collaborative framework. And therefore, rather than looking at the weaknesses of others, it's important to balance those weaknesses with other people's strengths. And therefore, working in a team effort is always important because it is the strength of the team that actually powers you across the finish line. And today, we need collective global action, as you have seen, with respect to the vaccines. Every country is pooling their resources together to power ahead to get rid of the scourge that has affected the world. The final uh, factor, which for me is most important, uh, is compassion. Please remember that uh, in life, it is the intangible that is always more important than the tangible. Those who are members of your team must feel that compassion, that empathy, that caring from you from deep inside towards them. And it is that compassion, that empathy that actually builds strength in a team as you go forward. And so for me, simply a simple rule that I have for me, always. Marriages are optional. But funerals are mandatory. You must always be there for your people in their time of need.
सुख के समय में आप उनके साथ उपस्थित रहो या न रहो कोई अंतर नहीं लेकिन दुख के समय में उनका दुख बांटने का दायित्व सदैव आपके कंधों पर रहता है एंड दैट फिलियल फैमिली फीलिंग हैज टू बी देयर विद इन योर टीम मेंबर्स फाइनली आई जस्ट वांट टू लीव यू विद टू थॉट्स दैट इंपैक्टेड मी ट्रेमेंडसली व्हाइल आई वाज एट बिजनेस स्कूल एट स्टैफर्ड and i had the privilege of being taught uh, by one of the founders of intel uh, andy grove who unfortunately is no longer with us anymore but uh, on our last lecture day uh, in the uh, summer of 2001 uh, almost 20 years ago um, he uh, wrote two things on a blackboard and then he brought the blackboard down and he said i'm going to leave this room after i leave this room one of you must come and lift the blackboard and just remember the two sentences i have written for you whatever uh, route you may choose in life always remember that these two statements that i have left must stay with you and i uh, want to recall those two statements the first statement uh, was the one thing in the world that that is always constant is change so always remember that change is at your doorstep never be idyllic never be uh, in an in environment of uh, uh, stasis because that is what is going to pull you down so the first lesson he left us with was the one constant in the world is change and the second is more important and it's four words but i always remember it even to this day and he said only the paranoid survive so in life always be paranoid if you're param paranoid you will always be on your toes and you'll be thinking of what is it that you can do different what is it that you can do better to better yourself to serve your communities to serve your people and to be able to retain that love respect and trust these are the three things that will always remain with you positions will come positions will go titles will come titles will go but the love respect and trust that people have for you once that is gone it can never be retained and finally i just like to uh leave uh you with these words that i have always believed in life that the softest pillow is a clear conscience so after a hard day's work if your heart is clean if your thoughts are clean if your intentions are pure when you hit the sack when you get to bed you get a good night's sleep within 5 minutes so keep a clear conscience and you will lead a good life thank you very much shashank for having me thank you so much sir uh, it was really heartening to hear you speak on the civilizational duty that we have of nurturing and nourishing our civilizational soul uh, of this country of this motherland uh, it was a really wonderful 
uh, the way you pointed out that uh, leadership is not about the position but about the love respect and uh, the serving the people that are of this country and we i'm i'm really sure that uh, and that audience shashank, here that shashank comes from also from sans our our uh, country's sanskar and sanskriti and that is something that we must treasure for the generations to come my one worry is that as we embrace modernity we are losing our past not the past in terms of technology and advancement because that is something we must always evolve to but our soul in terms of our values our traditions uh, our as i mentioned our sanskar and sanskriti and that is the most important challenge that i believe in our generation and your generation for the time to come Uh, surely sir uh, the audience of today will surely uh, would do better to take this lesson lesson in leadership home that we owe it to our ancestors we owe it to our values and the cultural traditions uh, glorious cultural traditions that we have to serve its people serve the people of this country to serve this motherland and to be the for the to, uh, i i i can say that to be the leaders of tomorrow we have to remember uh, the values of our past that have been uh, continuously and uh, continuously guiding us throughout all the uh, perilous journey that this nation has had uh, at this moment at this juncture in this session i would like to invite uh, mr shivam raghuvanshi uh, national co convener for think india for the vote of thanks namaste sabhi ko uh, thank you so much sir for this insightful session so uh, i would like to start with three coincidences so, which is i'm i'm seeing uh, i'm facing today first one is that i'm sitting at a place today which has nurtured leadership and which is also building leadership for tomorrow at the rss headquarters at nagpur where we are having our national conference of akhil bharatiya vidyarthi parishad second coincidence is that i'm that think india is celebrating good governance week after because after the birth anniversary of atal bihari atal bihari vajpayee ji who also comes from my region third coincidence is that i am speaking or i am giving concluding remarks after the leader who has represented my constituencies for consecutively for four times think india uh, as as it has been pointed by uh, Shashank, that it is a student organization which works in all national schools, which connects students to society or the brightest mind of this nation or the cream of this nation to the society, and we always focus on uh, bringing students out of their campuses, out of their academic schedule, and work towards the nation and society. We believe in, and our only goal is. मैन मेकिंग व्यक्ति निर्माण ही एकमात्र हमारा गोल है एंड टू टू ब्रिंग फॉरवर्ड इट वी हैव स्टार्टेड वेरियस इनिशिएटिव्स एट कैंपस लेवल एंड एट नेशनल लेवल आल्सो सो थिंक इंडिया प्रोवाइड्स आई वुड लाइक टू मेंशन आवर इंटर्नशिप प्रोग्राम सो थिंक इंडिया प्रोवाइड्स संसदीय इंटर्नशिप इन व्हिच वी कनेक्ट द लीडर्स ऑफ टुडे विद स्टूडेंट्स सो वी कनेक्ट द लीडर्स ऑफ टुडे विद द लीडर्स ऑफ टुमारो वी प्रोवाइड्स शुरुआत इंटर्नशिप वेयर वी कनेक्ट the corporate leaders with the students the corporate leaders of today with the corporate leaders of tomorrow we provide uh, neat internships 
where we connect students with various policy making thinkers we provide anubhuti internships where whereby we connect the leaders of society or the social leaders who are working for the betterment of society in different various fields we connect them with students the leaders of uh, social life or the social leaders with the uh, with the leaders of future so think india always believes in man making and through our various initiatives at campus and national level we always push for it i want to really thank uh, sindhya ji for giving us some time and coming here and addressing the students i also want to thank shreya ji and prashant ji from his office for uh, connecting and coordinating with us i also want to thank all the students and the professionals who have attended this whole good governance week and especially this session uh, this session and uh, at the last i want to thank all the uh, all the members of think india of west zone who were there and working for uh, to make this event successful from last one month thank you so much for connecting and also stay connected with think india stay updated with our uh, social media handles where we post our about our uh, upcoming events and, and other various activities which we do thank you so much thank you sashank thank you sir thank you everyone it's been a pleasure thank you so much sir for joining us thank you so much namaskar thank you